everybody, welcome to episode 71 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with a deep, sick voice, also with David Picciuto. Hey! You hey. sound like you could be a little bit better. Yeah, I'm like, it, it kind of comes in and out, you know? Like, I was really bad yesterday, but... I'm, I'm glad bad. we're sharing a hotel room this weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm saving up all my germs for you. Awesome. One bed. And Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Just got back from Colorado. Oh, had a fun trip. Yeah? Yeah, it was Tell cool. us about it. Uh, well, I just uh, we landed late last night, and then we hopped in the truck and drove straight up upstate. So I haven't slept hardly at all. So last night I was sounding like you, Bob. But I did get about four hours of sleep, so I'm feeling a little better. And uh, Colorado was awesome because I got to meet Rory May, Dirty Smith, the blacksmith, and we hung out in his studio for a little while. I filmed just a little bit of stuff because his 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 uh, his furnace was down and he wasn't really making anything. He just met up just to show me the shop. So he kicked up the furnace and did a little bit of demonstration for a camera for the camera. So I'm going to post that probably in my next mailbag video. And then I met these awesome these while I was there. I don't know if, if any if anybody was following me on uh, Insta Snap <laughs> Snapchat. We rented this car through like an Airbnb service. I think it's called Toro. Did anybody hear this? Yeah, I saw we, it on Snapchat. Yeah, we hopped in the car and right away tells like something doesn't feel right about this car. Anyway, the first story is 30 miles later, there was like steam coming out of the motor. We had no transmission. Everything, everything seemed to break down all at the same time. And so we were stuck on the side of the road for about four hours. We literally like we coasted off the road into a gas station, thankfully right near an exit. And we were able to just chill and... The woman who we rented the car from was nice enough to come and replace it with a real rent-a-car from a real rent-a-car service. And so we had that for the rest of the weekend, but we, we were really diverted and we lost a lot of time. Mm. But <clears throat> that was fun. And I wanted to thank, I got several inquiries for people wanting to help me. That's the reason I bring that up. So I got a lot of people Snapchatted me and said, where are you? I'll come pick you up right now and help you out. But uh, we were able to get it done with the woman who we rented from. So th- that worked out for everybody because she needed to know where her car was. It was in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, but I appreciate all the offers of, of help and, and gratitude. That was super nice. And I got a, I got a chance to be friends with a few people, just Snapchatting and talking with them, you know, privately about my circumstance. So that was a lot of fun. And, and one of the people that saw that I was in town were these two young guys that invited Taylor and I to come over to, the, to his house. And he, he snapped uh, about 20, maybe 15, 20 different tin types of me and Taylor. And he let us use his camera and shoot pictures of each other. That's why if anybody notices, I changed my Instagram portrait to one of the tin types these guys took. Incredible, incredible duo, these guys. What's the difference between a tintype and a regular uh, developing film? Because I thought I saw something about um, silver nitrate. Yeah, these guys, they put, uh, they take a, a tin. Well, it used to be tin. And in fact, it was never really was tin. It was always steel plate. It was just probably just the way people misunderstood it. So that's what it became called. So you take a, they use aluminum, a piece of aluminum black, uh, with black paint on it. It's got this uh, black, la- black lacquer. And then they coat it with uh, this chemical, which you saw in the Snapchat. I'm going to also add a little video there thing to the next thing I post. And then they put it in silver nitrate and the silver suspends itself or sticks to the, to the wet plate from the first chemical coating. You put it in a camera, they adapted this camera to take a picture. And then they have like crazy flashes that go pop because it needs a ton of light. And then you develop it, and then you have an image on this piece of metal, which is pretty incredible. And the, the, the method is 1870s style, and that's why it looks so vintage. It's, it's, got, it's super contrasty and, and looks yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, some of the pictures we took just look like so incredible. With regular development uh, developer paper that uses silver halide, I believe. So, Maybe. but the process is the same, just kind of the different. different yeah, uh, it's called wet wet plate wet plate tin types, and uh, mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot really of hobbyists cool. out there and you know professionals that are doing it, and these guys are really aggressive and and very passionate about it. So they're trying to get all different types of people that they admire to come in and. And they, they said they had all kinds of plans to get me. And when they asked me, I was just like, okay, sure. Where are you guys live? I'll come and hang out. And they were like, they said I was the easiest person that they've ever asked. So that was nice. <laughs> it was like, we had a lot of fun. I hung out and they get, I got a real education from those guys. So that's brown, B-R-O-W-N-F-I-L-M-photo.com. Brownfilm-photo.com. So we'll put that in the link. So, um, But that was great. That was my trip. So that's what I've been doing all week. So I just used up all that time. So Dave, what have you been doing all week? I made this. I don't know if My you guys God. can see that. Oh, that's the it's, skull? It's awesome. So uh, you can't see this. Uh, I can't. If you're listening to the audio, but Bob can see it. <laughs> uh, so I took the, uh, we talked about it last week eh, or the week before, where I was going to take cardboard, slice it up on the, on the laser engraver, piece it together, and then coat it with modeling clay. And yeah. it came out even more awesome than I thought it was going to be. And it looks really cool. It's it's solid as a rock. It weighs like one point or one pound, twelve ounces, so it's pretty heavy. And uh, that video will be out on Thursday um, when we take off for for Maker Fair. Um, so for you, if you're listening, it came out yesterday. Uh, other things I'm working on. I just signed the contract for for a new book. Oh, so nice. yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll tell everybody what the subject of the book is, but uh, working on that. And then uh, the Ulu Knife is coming out a week from Thursday. And then uh, I just got all the materials to start a new stereo cabinet where like the, the, the top lifts up and there's the record player. And then you can you can close it and it's got like a um, like a vintage grill typeface. That's that's what's going on over here. Very Sweet. Cool. Well, I um, have been sick, <laughs> if you can't tell. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know like what I sound like out there, but inside my head, I sound crazy. Like some kid in puberty is talking in the exact same words as Barry White at the same time. It's like <laughs> cracky and super low. You, know? uh, you, sound, you, sound, you sound pretty close to Bob, so oh, don't panic. Okay, that sounds different to me. But uh, yeah, I think it's allergy stuff, honestly, because I, I wake up with it and then it kind of goes away throughout the day. So hopefully I won't get anybody sick at Maker Faire. But um, yeah, so that's been kind of slowing me down the last couple of days. But I am putting up a video on Thursday, so by the time this is out, it'll be out, of a toolbox for the back of my Land Cruiser. Oh, cool. So I made like a, a big toolbox that's it's almost four feet square, fits in the back section. It's got two drawers that pull out and then a back... Half of it's two drawers, and the back half of it has like a folding top. So it has a handle cut out in it, and you can lift that up and, you know, fill it up with whatever you need. It's got like rubber mats on the top and on the inside of everything to hold stuff in place. And I've had it in there for probably a week or so. It's been really helpful already. It's nice. That's cool. So, And it's all black. So when you look in through the windows, it looks like just a flat surface in the back of the truck. But, you know, I can like hide camera gear and tools and whatever back there and so i've been doing that and then today like it's been a really weird you know i kind of was done with one project not quite ready to start the next one i was like okay i'll get to 
doing all these other things. I'll start this other one that I'm thinking of, and this one, and this one. So I've spent about 30 minutes on like 10 different things today, and none of them actually made a lot of progress, but little steps, you know. But it was like some Raspberry Pi stuff, some Arduino stuff, some woodworking stuff. Do you guys find that like when you have a pending trip, you, your schedule just gets kablooey and you do yes. that to make yourself feel better. You like walk around your shop, you start like neatening up and sweep. This Dave always sees when I'm sweeping, he goes, what's wrong? What's bothering you? I said, I, I just, funny. I don't know where to begin. I have so many things to do. So I figured sweeping is at least one thing I could keep my mind busy while I'm trying to sort out what it has to happen. So I'm in That's the, exactly what I was doing today. Yeah. It's, yeah that's how I feel sure. like I'm going away again. I just got back. I'm going away again and I don't have opportunity to do too much between now and you know, I'm supposed to, I'm upstate. I'm supposed to be working on my chicken coop, but I have so many other things to do before I can even begin to start on that. It just hmm. got me anxious as well. Bob, yeah. are you doing I've, a Twitch tomorrow? Yeah, I am going to do the live stream tomorrow because I'm not leaving until Thursday. So, um, And actually on the stream tomorrow, I'm going to be finishing up. So I made this big toolbox for the middle of the back of the truck, but then there's the little areas behind the wheel wells. Which, you know, the, the back area kind of flares out, but it's a weird little shape. And so I'm making another toolbox that fits down in there, but this is one that I can grab and take out, take it with me. Oh, right so I'll be finishing. I started that last week on the stream and I'll finish that up this week. So, cool. yep. Still doing the live stream, even though I'll sound different and, you know. Oh, you know, one thing but, I did this week, I forgot I wanted to mention and just say thank you. Cause a couple of people sent me some really nice pictures. I did a live event at Filson this week. Filson. Oh yeah. How was that? It was a lot of fun. I brought this bandso with me, which was such a rinky dink POS that I almost, everything almost went kablooey. I almost like, I was like, all right guys, looks like we're just hanging out with a broken bandsaw. Um, but I was able to get it back in order. I made a, a handle of an axe live there out of a piece of ash. I got it about 90%. This still needed a lot of work that I have to do, which would take too long, but I was at least able to demonstrate sort of the, the bandsaw sculpting techniques that I use. And it ultimately it went well after three different saw blades. So the very first saw blade, like 10 minutes into the presentation, saw blade broke. I'm like, oh, let's try the second one. And that was a brand new saw blade. So I figured the second one was going to break as well, but it just couldn't, the bandsaw could not make its way through that thick, ashy grain what? so i had i had another saw blade that actually ended up saving the day what were you gonna say Dave? was it one of those little nine inch band saws it was a 10 inch rikon that i bought that okay. i it's the one that i had at make a fair you'll see me in a make a fair video with it um actually at the at the end of the thing one of the fans goes if you don't like that i'll take it so i'm giving it to my friend johnny he's gonna pick it up thursday <laughs> <laughs> i just said if i'm gonna do another real demo like i want to do what i did last you know that particular evening so i'm just gonna try and find another small maybe i'll just get an old delta and just modify it to go mobile hmm. but hmm. Yeah, cause be cool. it's such a pain yeah. in the butt to carry and it just doesn't deliver so i said you know what if it's going to be a pain in the butt to carry might as well get something that's like really sturdy so <clears throat> but anyway the, the long point of it is is that it went really well and there was a big fan turnout and a lot of good pictures got sent back to me i was one of those things where I, like i hopped in a cab and all of a sudden third avenue was closed because bricks were falling off a building and i was like Ooh. 15 blocks away and i had like five minutes to be there and i just hopped out of the cab and started running. So when I ran into the store, like I just went in and just like immediately began start. And <clears throat> I was a little of a, it was a little anxious start, but it went well. And so I didn't have a chance to set up too many cameras at the point I'm bringing up. So a lot of fans took some pictures and sent me some really cool pictures. So it was, it was good. Cool. I have an idea for you. What do you got? Bandsaw backpack. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Bandsaw backpack. Then you could take it with you. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. I, I was going to, one of my, one of my welding ideas is going to, one of my welding videos is to make, I was going to make a 
bandsaw mobile base with like wheels so you can kick it kind of like a like a cart like a mail cart you just kick it back like a you know one of, what are those things called where you kick it back and you carry boxes on it oh like a hand truck a hand truck yeah so it's gonna like kind of make a hand truck bandsaw base that's something i want to do so after this weekend i realized it's something i definitely have to do so that was thursday last week actually and so, so it was a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again. They said it went well for them. They were able to sell stuff. I don't know how many people turned out, but the store was pretty full. Nice. Yeah. So that was cool. Awesome. Well, um, I think today we're just going to chat about Maker Faire yeah. as we're all kind of getting ready to go there. And, uh, we last year went and did a talk, the three of us, and it's kind of crazy to think that that's been a whole year. I know. You know it's so, so many, so many times I'm thinking I'm like all different circumstances and little nuances from that trip. And I'm like, Oh wait, that was a year ago. I think like, was that yeah. two years ago? Was that three years ago? Cause so much has happened in the last year. It's like just, what? Give us some examples. Um, I made so many new contacts. I had to travel a lot this year since then. So it's like, I feel like I'm maturing. Like the other day, somebody made a comment on, on one of my maker videos and it got me really annoyed of course, but he said, he goes, oh, all, all your videos now are sales pitches. And I said, what? I, I, a, I didn't agree with him. And so I said, what are you talking about? I said, when a business grows, this is what happens. Am I supposed to say the little humble guy in my workshop and never accepting any offers? But, you know, when your audience grows, people want to utilize that to try and sell their products. And if it's a natural integration, then then you go for it. And so in the last year, I've gotten so many of those, and so have all of us. You know, so many things I turn away. But... um when I wrote that, that line, you know, when a business grows and, you know, that's, that's the thing that we're all experiencing year to year. Things are growing. We continually pro- provide content, you know, that, that's why they grow because you keep, you know, you keep your audience happy. And so, you know, and so in the last year, I feel like a lot of opportunities have come. And just when that one person said that, it just kind of annoyed me, but we, yeah. we've had other full episodes about that, but. <laughs> I just, yeah. I said simply, you know, when a business expands and grows, you get more opportunities. You know, we, you can't always stay the little tiny mom pop shop forever, you know? It's really interesting that you bring that up because I was wanting to kind of talk about something else that's to do with me, but I, it didn't really fit. But actually it fits perfectly with that. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I've been dealing lately with, you know, trying to figure out like what that growth looks like. You know, it can naturally happen. We can all grow our the size of our, our reach, um, the amount of stuff that we produce. But there is, you know, because there's individuals at play here, there's like a physical limit as to how much you can do, how much you can produce, how much you can, uh, how far you can reach, you know, just because you're only one person. And so like for me, I've been thinking about bringing somebody else on part-time, maybe full-time to kind of help do some of the stuff that I don't really personally have to do. And, in thinking through that and trying to justify it to myself and trying to figure out if I can justify the cost and stuff like that, you know, I'm starting to think about like, well, what is it that I want to do next? Like if I have capacity to grow and I bring in somebody else, what's the reason for that? Is it just so I can do more of what I'm already doing? Is it so that I can just make more money because I can do more videos? Is it so that I can do new things that I haven't done yet? And you know, that's stuff I'm still trying to figure out, but it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, you're talking about uh, having to change things a little bit as you grow mm-hmm. so that you can grow. Right. And I'm right in the middle of that, you know, trying to figure out like, how, how do I want to grow and what's it going to take to do that? Yeah. And, uh, wasn't, 
isn't growing part of the creative process. You don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again because eventually that's going to get old. And maybe the viewers are going to think that's old too. So it's always fun to try new things and growth is just a big part of, of trying new things. Yeah. And that growth can happen, you know, naturally it can be sporadic and, you know, you can like try this and then go over there and try that. And, um, or you can plan and you can, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways it could happen. You know, a lot of that depends on, I think like the market people are in or what they're trying to produce or how quickly they feel like they need to grow or if they, how, you know, how, if they don't want to grow, some people like to keep things exactly how it is and just do, do things better or do things Mm -hmm. faster. To me, that's still growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you grow in your skill set, but I definitely, I, I want to get the hell out of New York. I can't wait to get out of my New York City shop. Every time I'm there, I'm feeling the sense of like, you should have been gone. So if that's, mm. if that's growth or if that's, you know, maturing and what's going on, you know, I don't own the spot, so it's not like I need to be there long term. So like, I feel like, you know, what's happening with my, my YouTube channel and my, my fan base and, you know, the people are asking me to come do conversations and talks and stuff. Every time I go back to my shop, I'm like, I wish I came back to a shop that was more equipped. You know, like I kind of feel like mentally and physically I'm like bigger than it as far as like my skill set. And I keep going back to this little workshop where I have to kind of make things fit through mm. doorways and I'm bouncing plywood off of stuff every time I move it, you know. So, yeah. you know, if that's growth, that's that's what's occurring with me right now. And a lot of people know this. Uh, this isn't a secret. I'm working on yeah. trying to figure out how to get out of the city faster than I wanted to. Well, I mean, like today I was, you know, I said I was bouncing around between project and project. And part of that was because... I looked at a couple of things on my, my list. I was trying to go through my list and say like, all right, what's realistic? What could I really start? And I'm like, this one, I physically don't have room to do this one. This one, I could do it, but I'm going to get halfway through it and then have to do something else, you know? And so I ran into a lot of like physical limitation stuff today in trying to decide what to do next. There's a lot of things I just can't do because there's no, there's no place for me to do them unless I can finish them. And I can't really finish a lot of the things that I want to do in a week, you know? So I have to overlap them which means they have to be unfinished somewhere for quite a while, you know, and, and I just don't have the space. So that's like becoming a bigger and bigger thing for me, I think, to figure out how to, so or it's a, stum- it's a stumbling block for growth, maybe. So uh, you want to grow, but your shop also wants to grow as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It keeps telling me every day, I want to be bigger. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, have you considered getting like a little space off off a of home base, like a little like something in town, or? Yeah, I've thought about it, um, but it's it's so convenient to be at yeah. the house, you know, with the family and just being able and and part of that is it would be almost um, less helpful to be away from the house because a lot of the time my work is after the kids go to bed and I'll right. go back down to the shop for like two hours and I couldn't do that if if I had to drive somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yep, yep. So it's just like a trade-off of, of finding whether that would be worthwhile or not. And then another thing, uh, you know, my, my audience has grown since last Make Affair. And, you know, you know, one thing that, that one of the most amazing things that's happened since last Make Affair, and I think you guys could all relate, is is the Make, the I Like to Make Stuff Facebook page, the way that's blown up. Do you remember mm-hmm. last year we met, we met those guys on the lawn and we're just like, hey, what's going on? They're like, hey, we're big fans. And now it's a year later and like all these relationships have been cemented. And all these podcasts have started and all this growth has occurred in this little area of ours. And it, and I keep thinking like, oh, it's only been one year. You know, that's another big example, yeah. you know, like all the huge amount of, huge amount of stuff in one year. Though, yeah. For sure. And uh, so the other thing too, is like all these guys are going to now not, I don't know exactly, but 
the more and more I open up the computer and that page, I'm noticing more and more people are going to be at this, this make affair. Well, last year it was just, you know, Andy and, uh, and, uh, and Bill, yeah. uh, William Lutz and, uh, and Andy, uh, Aragon, you know, among other people. But now, you know, the, that page that those guys have spawned is going to have so many more of those collaborators going to be at make affair this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see and meet all these people in person. And another thing about that, <clears throat> about the group of people that, and, and this is like the people in that specific Facebook group, which is not something that everybody listens to the show doesn't necessarily know about that. So this is a, a, a Facebook group about people who make stuff. That's, that's all it is. But the people in that group and just the people that watch our videos and just this general population of people who make stuff over the last year, I think the number of them that have turned to content creation as a way to show off and a way to share. Totally. Show, show off what they do and share and educate yeah. is amazing because mm -hmm. it's just, it's leapfrogging every year how many more people are creating, you know, which is another this time last This see. time last year, David Welder wasn't really, you know, he wasn't really into his YouTube channel. He was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, you know. And now it's his passion, which is amazing. And he's made great friends with a lot of those guys on that Facebook page. And, you know, Dave was never really into Facebook. He was in, he was kind of like half-hearted about YouTube just because he was kind of slow to start. But now he's, you know, it's his life and it's great to see that change in him. Yeah. And he makes some of the most beautiful videos. They're so well shot, well yeah. edited and great content. Yeah, he just got to Italy uh, on Friday. So he's in Italy now again for three months. So you'll be seeing some good stuff from him and Jocko. Wow. Oh, wow. What do you, how are you going to get all your stuff done without? I don't know. <laughs> I said to Willie, I go, I go, we got a lot of stuff to do, Willie. So better get, get exercising. So no, Willie's going to be able to help me. We have one big job in most of June, which is that kindergarten, which uh, I'm dedicated to finishing that all in the month of June. And, uh, and then after that, in July, I got a couple of trips coming up. So, and then August, actually Dave and Jocko are coming back to New York and Jocko wants to build some sort of flame destruction device in my backyard up here. And Excellent. set my wilderness on fire. <laughs> so that's a that's a loose plan. Is that those guys are going to come back in August together to to the house upstate and try and build burn something, something down, burn something down. <laughs> Hopefully not the house. <laughs> yeah, David. What what about the last year for you? I mean, I know this is we've done like a wrap up thing in the past, you know, right. New Year's, but like since Maker Fair, what's what's changed big for you? Uh, you it's a uh, not a whole lot of not a, a lot of major change. It's just been like the slow, steady growth. Um, a lot more viewers. Uh, I'm trying to put out a lot more content. I've been doing the, the video a week thing where last year at this time, it was just whenever I, I finished something. Um, Has that been intentional or is that just the way it's worked out? It's it's intentional, but I can't promise that I'm going to put out a, a project video every week. It's just, hmm. I don't want to put that pressure on myself, but I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I notice my, when I look at my numbers and my analytics that things grow faster when I do a steady stream of videos. And um, I've learned that I I have a lot to say, and we get to I get to say a lot of that in this podcast. And just over the past few weeks, I've started doing a weekly vlog, and uh, it's another outlet for me to to say what I want to say. Uh, since last time, I put out a book. The new bandsaw box book, so that was pretty big. I mean, I yeah. spent over a year working on that, and then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I just signed on for another book. But uh, this book is actually coming out uh, this fall, so like we're hustling. Like we have we have dates. It's already it's already in um, 
in uh, certain computer systems for a release date. And so the, the pressure's on, but uh, it's just constantly growing. I, I did a couple magazine articles and it's just nice, slow, steady growth, really passionate followers, which I just absolutely love. Hmm. Yeah, of those followers and the people that watch our videos, it'll be interesting to see how different Maker Faire looks this year based on, maybe this is just me guessing, but it seems like the amount of attention that an event like Maker Faire would get every year would just get bigger and bigger. And, you know, the people that are paying attention to that type of stuff and want to be involved in it, it seems like that number would grow. Um, but I've the Atlanta Maker Faire is the only one I've been to multiple times. The rest of them, it's all been like one. So I've not seen the comparison, you know, between year to year. But the Atlanta one, at least, has grown drastically every year. So yeah, and you said yeah. I didn't. I went to New Orleans last year, and you went to the one this year, and you said it was it's, from what you described. It sounded like it was much bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be the trend. It seems like it, but so it'll be cool to see. Um, you know how many how many more people are there, which was a lot last year. So, and I also noticed that last year, you know, we had an hour for our talk. <laughs> this year we have 25 minutes and I looked through the schedule and as far as I could tell, they were all 25 minutes, Yeah, which means they have a huge uh, increase in the number of talks that are happening. And it's across like seven stages or six stages or something. I don't like know that. how I feel about that. Like I, it seems like it's it to me. I'm not, I'm not dissing anybody. That's for sure. I am so grateful to, to be on stage, but it seems like, um, I would, as a, as a spectator, I would like to see longer talks by the people I want to see instead of a bunch of little talks by a whole bunch of people. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Well, I mean, I kind of imagine that, you know, the, the variation on interest at a maker fair is so large. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll tell you a couple of times I've sat there and I listened and I was kind of reluctant to get up only because I don't want to be the one guy walking through the audience, but. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I, I always sit yeah. in the back in that in that event. If I have to get up, I could just kind of skivvy out. But sometimes they it's draw not like on a comedy a show where the comedian is going to call you out. And <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But out of respect to the guy that's talking, there are times where I was just like, sure. I got to get the hell out of here. You know, so yeah. that's a long one. Yeah, and I mean, just you know, if if you're interested in, I don't know, like maker stuff for how to grow plants, there's probably a handful of those talks that. Uh, will have to do with that. And those are the ones you'll be interested in. But if all the talks were twice as long, there's a lot of those very niche kind of specific talks that just wouldn't be able to be fit in. So sure. that's a good point. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. Well, but, you know what they did? I think I probably mentioned this a while back in my school, my semester used to be both semesters. So my class went from the beginning of the fall all the way to springtime. So I'd have 30 consecutive classes and they asked everybody to cut all their classes directly in half. So I teach the same exact course, 15 sessions in the spring and then in the fall or in the fall rather. And then in the spring. So they did that with a lot of elective classes so that now the students get twice as much opportunities to learn new things, but you know, they don't that learn as sense. much of it. So that sounds mm -hmm. like what they might've done the same thing here at the fair. So session. while we're on the subject, we might as well talk about like, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday, that's in time to see our talk. If you're going to the Maker Fair, and our talk is Saturday, 11 a.m., and it is called Process is the Product. It's not what you make, it's how you make it. So we don't know where we're going to take that, but that is that is the title. And it's the first one, like we're opening the fair. Yeah, we're kicking this so, off. So if you get there late, 
Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, you'll have like 18 chances to see Jimmy talk because he's talking at like every stage, every other 30 I think minutes I am. For the rest. <laughs> I know I'm doing one with Gareth and uh, Simone and uh, yeah. uh, Mark Fraunfelder. We're talking about shop tips. Gareth wrote me and asked me if I would do it. And I just, I told everybody that organizes the fair. I said, use me like a rag doll. I'll do whatever you want, wherever you need me. Just put me up. I don't care. So they had me scheduled a couple of places, most of which I don't know. I just know the Gareth one because he keeps promoting it. So that's yeah. going to be a fun one. And uh, So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And then, you know, even though we're going to have that one talk, the three of us are going to be hanging out. So there's going to be a lot of personal oh, yeah. interaction with anybody that wants to hang out with us and talk. And then it, maybe there might be a more impromptu one, you know, around, uh, around Saturday or something. Maybe we'll find a place to hang out and do another one. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't, I don't know how that works, like as far as space, but... No. It might be good to do that. Yeah. I know that I have a bunch of things that I want to get around and see. And last year I was so overwhelmed with just the amount of stuff there was to see. Like, I feel like I didn't see it all. Maybe I did. I don't know. But this year I can think of a whole handful of uh, companies I want to visit and you know products I want to pick up. And I only left with one Arduino last year, which, <laughs> which was unacceptable to me. So... I have to leave with more this year. I just so make your predictions now on Twitter. How many y'all will leave? With? I just that's, I just blew funny. a good joke. I said I left with one Arduino, but it was stuck to the bottom of my shoe. That that would have been a good joke, but you guys. Heard <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy will be performing comedy on the center stage uh, <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Saturday night at midnight when everybody's gone, Jimmy will be yeah. doing stand up. <laughs> but speaking yeah. of Saturday night, we also are doing a meetup outside of Maker Fair. And that is mm-hmm. with Inventables. We'll put a link to the Evite. And if you, if you plan on going, you should actually click through to the Evite and say, hey, I'm going. That way the, the venue knows how many people are going to be there. But uh, there will be pizza and beer. I don't know it'll. I don't know if it will be free pizza and beer, but there will be pizza and beer there. Uh, the three of us will be there, and there's going to be a lot more of YouTubers there. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be packed. Yeah, it is going to be. A lot of I'm people are asking to that, about though. it. Yeah, that's, so that's another opportunity that I remember last year we met. Um, we met so many YouTubers at that little event, and then now all those YouTubers like are blown up. Peter Brown is blown up. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's awesome. It's just amazing to see how many. Like again, there's another example. Like Peter Brown was when he met us last year. He, I knew I had watched his channel then, but in this last year, he's basically you know up there with all of us, which is awesome. Yeah. And for anybody that's listening that's not a, a YouTube person, let me give you some perspective. Like, it may feel a little weird to see, to go up and talk to somebody that you watch videos of. Like, saying I'm on that side of it, I'm on the video side of it. So it may feel weird to you to come up and start talking to me, random person. But it feels equally as weird for me to go do this <laughs> exact same thing to people that I watch. So it's like everybody's in the same boat. Because, yeah, like, last year funny. I went up and, um, Met uh, Matt Richardson, who used to work at Make. Now he works at Raspberry Pi. He's somebody like I've read his articles a lot, and I, you know, he's a really cool guy. And I, it was really kind of weird to just go up and introduce myself to this person that I've only seen, you know, in in pictures and, and in videos and stuff on Make. <laughs> Realizing that I'm also that person. I'm both sides of that, you know. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there for people not to feel weird. But you know, we're all there to hang out. So come absolutely, talk it is weird, like. Last year when I met Donald Bell, who works for oh, yeah. Make, like I'm just I was just so used to seeing him in the CNET videos, and so it felt like <laughs> oh I'm I'm running into a star, and it was just totally totally weird. And now he's just doing 
he's working for make i'm not sure what his position there is but he's a good dude yeah he is a good dude that's that's the great thing about youtube and the internet in general is that i get my car breaks down in the middle of nowhere in colorado and i get like seven offers to be picked up and helped out Mm. you know just because i'm instagramming about it just for fun i wasn't even trying to wasn't even trying to like fish for people's help just for fun and and you know that's just the amazing thing about the way the world is going yeah it's a really inner interconnected community, which is pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. People want to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. Also at Maker Fair, um, there's going to be a bunch of people, you know, uh, we've talked about the YouTube people that will be there, but there's, there's a bunch of other people that I'm really interested in getting to know or getting to see talk. Uh, Will Smith, who used to be at Tested, who's now running a VR company. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing a talk that, I, and I've met him a couple of times and he's, he's really interesting to listen to. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Adam Savage is going to be giving a talk. Simone's going to be doing a few, uh, Simone, uh, how do you say your last name? Yurtz? I think it's Yurtz. <laughs> That's, we're all shaking our heads. <laughs> no one's going to yeah, try. Nobody <laughs> knows. I apologize, Simone, not that you listen starts to Starts with this, a G. But, yeah. Starts with a G. Doesn't sound like it starts with a G. Um, She's going to be doing a couple talks and, um, I'm looking forward to meeting her. She's she's like a, she hit the ground running and she does great stuff. Great sense of humor, which is really important. Yeah. It's really hard to, um, integrate comedy into making videos like, like maker type videos. And she does it so well. I, I'm a funny personality or I try to be, you know, on Snapchat or whatever in my project videos, I'm totally serious. I don't try to integrate any comedy at all. She does and she nails it and it's, it's so well done and it's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. She's yeah, she has an interesting, interesting delivery on everything. It's kind of unique. Yep. So, yep. So Maker Fair is going to be cool. If you're on the fence about going, you should go because it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I was thinking about this earlier. I think it's probably now my favorite event of the year. This one specifically. I mean, yeah. I like all the Maker Fairs. They're cool. The woodworking sh- shows are cool. But this one is just... the peop- There's so many people that you want to meet. There's so many different types of things to see. And there are so many things there that you won't see anywhere else. Unless you go to Burning Man, I guess. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's like crazy big sculptures and fire and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the good thing about the San Francisco one is because it is proximity to Burning Man. You do get the burning guys coming and, you know, with the yeah. weird mobile unit devices and stuff, which you don't get in New York as much, which by the way, a lot of my fans are starting to ask me if you guys are coming to New York in September. I know it's too far away to decide, but putting it out there. Well, I have bad news there. It turns out it's the same weekend as the Atlanta one. Oh, that's right. That's why you didn't go last year, a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, last year it was the same weekend as uh, Working yeah. in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I told everybody, yes, I'm going to New York this year because I really want to. I want to have a reason to crash at Jimmy's apartment in New York. <laughs> um, but it's the same weekend as Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of my home field, yep. you know, Maker Fair. So I'm expected to be at that one. And I like going to that one, but um, mm-hmm. probably won't make it this year. I'll make my decision in a couple months. We'll all be waiting. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Come back next week to see if David decides. <laughs> Every week we'll, we'll ask that question. Well, we are all... Oh, um, um, feedback from people would be cool. We're going to be busy while we're out there, but it would be interesting to hear from people on Twitter if they want us to... Like, what they would like us to film together. Not that we're going to be able to pull it off. Right. But we always talk about filming something and recording something while we're together, and we never do it. <laughs> so, uh, we have some ideas. We have some options. But let us know on Twitter 
what you think, yes. what you think we should do. At the least, so. at the very least, we, you know, three of us or one of us or all of us can commit to doing a vlog about Make a Fair. You know, that's something yeah, I personally never do. You guys yeah. do it more often than me. I've never done one. So maybe if I do one, I'll do it about this, this trip to Make a Fair. One of the I'd, things I'm thinking of doing with it is um, I'm definitely want to do that, but I was going to do it in 360 because there's oh, wow. so much to see there. Oh, that's cool. So I think probably a whole 360 vlog of the weekend will be cool. That's great. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I am bringing some equipment, so I will be doing probably a, a vlog the following week, but I'll also be Snapchatting the entire time. And yeah, me too. Man, if you guys aren't in Snapchat, you're missing out. It is. It takes a little bit to get used to but once you're in it is so fun it's addictive and if you follow the right people it's like you're you're checking it all the time okay convince me give me more than that spontaneous it's super spontaneous it's going to be bigger than twitter i'm in a couple years i'm telling you twitter's getting noisy snapchat is fun like i don't care about size give me give me reasons why it's because why you 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 would do it and why you consume it because you can make people's faces funny that's one. <laughs> that's that's like a waste of my time. <laughs> I, I snapchatted the entire build of this thing, so you got to see some behind the scenes of, of me filming and, and and how this how the skull works. I'm I'll hold up my skull. You know what? It's not my job to convince you <laughs> why you should be on there, but it is it is fun. It's it's my it's my new favorite social media. It's 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 my favorite way to consume social media right now because it is so fun. Well, but I mean by convince me, I mean why? Why is it your favorite? What's what's <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's oh, showing a video no. of me with dog ears on the nose and stuff. <laughs> I love no, I mean like just like what is it about it that makes it so much more interesting to you? That's what I'm curious about. It, short uh short ten second digestible videos and you get to see that person's story for the day. For me personally, the good thing about it is that I I don't do any vlog style videos. So this is sort of my vlog style videos. Like, you know, like I, I, I did film as much information as I could to put out a vlog on my Colorado trip, but I won't sit down and edit it just because to me, I have more fun editing like a build video that's going to last forever. I don't really like making videos, you know, that are kind of timely because I, I'd rather them just be something that I could send to a friend and say, this is how I did this technique. So for me, it's my vlog style video is being able to just do in the moment, you know, when our car broke down and then we recovered, I get to make fun of Taylor a little bit and we have a lot of fun going back and forth. And I do a little bit of, you know, Snapchatting of projects leading up to finishes. But when you see it, you'll, you'll see like a, you know, a semi-polished video of the build of the chicken coop, for instance. So for me, I, I get I just, to see the I other like the side of Jimmy. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the people get to see my personal life where I'm not really committed yet to put it on a vlog style video comes and goes and it's just very spontaneous i guess maybe i haven't consumed enough snapchat to like really see the appeal mm-hmm. you know i mean obviously people like it i'm, I'm not saying that I, I just don't get it yet i don't i don't see the you guys want to know draw. this is i don't see the draw to create it honestly uh, also a <laughs> uh, crazy this yeah. is just a crazy coincidence and what a small world it is I, I when I did my Houston talk a couple of weeks ago, I, I was uh, on the panel with a with a gentleman named James Brennan or Jim Brennan, who's an artist from Minnesota, and we got to be friends. We hit it off right away at the dinner. We just chatted a little bit, and then we got to spend more time together before the end of the weekend. And then I got to see his work and his presentation. Beautiful, huge steel sculptures involved with glass. And then somebody started Snapchatting me different techniques of how to glue glass together. This this guy, he's probably listening right now, and. I said, that looks a lot like this artist I just met. He goes, oh, I work for an artist named 
Jim Brennan. I'm like, that's the guy I just met. Like, what a small world it is here. His assistant in his shop is showing me tools and techniques that he's implementing in his shop just because he knows I'll be interested how you glue glass together, how the table goes up and down. He just knows. And so he's just Snapchatting. It's like another way to like send somebody. It's you sending somebody like a little piece of video. It's it's very spontaneous and it's easy to do. You don't have to like shoot a iPhone video and then compress it and send it, you know? So it's just another, it's just an easier way to portal into someone's life and to exchange ideas. And so anyway, that was just a very, I mean, I get lots of snaps from all around the world, but that was just an interesting one because I recognized the artwork right away. He's like, oh yeah, I'm in Minnesota. I'm like, wait, are you working at (laughs) really small world? Crazy. Okay. Well, anybody listening that's already following these other two jokers on Snapchat, (laughs) follow me and bug me and I'll try to get this started. (laughs) My username um, is Drunkenwood. I, uh, I got I got my username before I changed my, my whole name. So Gotcha. Cool. Um you guys got anything else about Maker Fair you want to talk about before we move on? No, I'm ready to anything go. Anything else you anything else you're looking forward to? Um I'm looking forward to uh hanging out with the Shaper guys again. That's with the uh, like the CNC the handheld mm. CNC thing. And uh they invited Invited me out to their their shop, which I think is in Oakland on Monday. I might go check that out too. Um, but yeah, just I'm going to see them so, Friday, I think. Oh, nice. Um, they're uh, just so many futuristic technologies that you get to witness before it's available to the public. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, also, I'm David. You and I both are going to go see a show. Yes. Monday night when we were there, we're going to get to go see Rob Scallon, who's the guy that I built the shovel guitar for. Whoa, did you hear that thunder? Yeah. yeah. Wow. A lot of rain. Um, them and Hank Green, uh, Driftless Pony Club, which is Wheezy Waiter and his band. Anyway, a bunch of YouTube musicians. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's doing the snap faces <laughs> with our Skype video feed. Sorry, guys. Can't help myself. I'm a Skype. You're not. I'm a Skype. You're not, ju- I'm not at all. I'm a Skype junkie. <laughs> you guys have to cover your cool. eyes if you want to be safe. <laughs> uh, well, what have you guys been watching? So I want to give a shout out to the Redsmith. This guy has been a loyal follower for a long time. And he's uh, starting to make YouTube videos and some interesting stuff, some good stuff. His latest video is Blacksmith's Old Forge Restoration. Yep, I watched it. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just been a really loyal supporter for for a long time, and so I wanted to give him a, a big shout out. Yep, awesome. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to promote my friend Howard, and also talk for just a couple seconds who Howard is. H- Howard is the guy David and I have been doing these videos with Howard. Um, I'm gonna find the link right now while we're talking. I should have been more prepared, but um, Howard is a financial guru friend of mine. And we started talking about opportunities with YouTube and businesses and stuff. And Howard came up with this idea of basically doing these like one to two minute tips about life, just like how to cut an onion, how to change a baby's diaper. And we kind of have a working title called Uncommon Sense, which isn't the best title because it's so many of them come up. Um, but uh, Uncommon Sense is the name of the channel. And uh, I have to actually work backwards to find it, believe it or not. So I'm looking through my history to find it. But Uncommon Sense is a channel that Howard sort of uh, initiated with me and Dave. We shot a lot of them, but it's open to anybody. So if any of our friends happen to be in the shop and they have a good idea, we will uh, you know, film them doing like a, a one-minute or two-minute thing about whatever it is they want to offer. 
I show how to sharpen a pencil. Uh, my friend from Lincoln is on here and he talks a little bit about, um, you know, what you need to get started for welding. Very basic tips. Some real interesting. How to use chopsticks. You know, what a profit and loss statement is. So these are all videos that me and Dave and Howard have, have shot building up to the, to the opening of this channel. And uh, like I said, the hmm. marketing isn't super great right now, but I'm giving you guys the link right now. So we got to change the name, I think. And uh, we realized after we, we launched it, and then we don't have a picture up yet. But Howard is on Common Sense. So when you see Howard in all the videos, he's also behind the scenes helping me out with my new makerspace that I'm going to potentially open up to my fans. And uh, so Howard is, is my business guru on that respect and a few other things. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, You're growing. We, yeah. So it, it, over the last year, I met Howard, and you know, Howard said, let's figure out how to turn. He was sort of like my first. I guess you could say like YouTube agent. He's gotten me and Dave a couple of deals, including, you know, my, my pending deal with Lincoln is strictly because of Howard's doing. So, um, and there's a couple of other things behind the scenes that are brewing, but that's who Howard is. He's a great guy and he loves teaching people. So if you have any comments, you could talk directly to Howard under the on common sense banner. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, mine is somebody that I know you guys have, I think you've both talked about him before. In passing, at least, but I had never seen Trust in Timber. Oh, he's I'd never awesome. seen his channel. Um, and the other day, I ran across one that was it's called Trust in Timber Wrap Around <clears throat> Rustic Mantle, which I wasn't like, oh, you know, okay, it, it, it didn't grab me. But then I watched it and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy. So he starts with this really huge rustic beam and basically uses a chainsaw and like a cirque saw and a hand plane. I think is pretty much all he used, maybe like a, a hatchet or something. But makes this crazy wraparound mantle thing in their living room, and it's awesome. Yeah, Trustin's a good um, dude. He came to visit me in New York, and we hung out for a little bit. And he wrote me a really—he just hit a thousand subscribers, and he wrote a nice thing. Yeah. And he, he made a little tribute to me and and Izzy and Tim. And one thing he said to me in his text message conversation we had just a couple of days ago, which was very touching. He said, "He goes, you know, it's been whatever six or eight months since I started my channel." He goes, I have such a new direction in life. He goes, when my wife asked me, you know, what were you doing before six months ago? He goes, all I was doing was wasting time. And now all I do is make things. So it's such mm. a, you know, a, a personal uh, uh, revelation that he's had, you know, so many of us have had and just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Really well um, shot video. Just beautiful yeah, looking. For sure. Good music and like good, you know, voiceover stuff. And yeah, I, I was quite taken with it. So I'm enjoying Trust in Timber. Awesome. Uh, um, well, before we go, I want to thank our Patreon supporters, a lot of whom we will get to meet. Well, at least a few of them we'll get to see. Um, Make, Build, Modify, Elijah Taylor, Dominic DeFino, John Cornwell, Luis Gonzalez, and Jeremy White are our top supporters from Patreon. Yep. Um, thank you, guys. We are grateful for everybody that supports us over there. It's thank super you. helpful. In fact, you know, like, uh, their support... Is what keeps it's what pays for this show, right? We don't really have sponsors. We don't have sponsors, and um, you know we don't make a ton off of it, but we do make a little bit enough to like pay for plane tickets to Maker Fair stuff like that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. But if you guys want to help out the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/MakingIt. Right on. And I just want to say one more shout out to Dirty Smith. It was great spending time with you, brother. And we're going to try and do a collaboration. So. Look forward awesome. to that. Some of our mutual fans. Very cool. Right cool. on. Well, that's it for this week, I guess. If you're on the fence about going to Maker Fair, go to Maker Fair. And we'll see you there. Right on. Cool. 
Bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs>